Okay, all right, let's pray. Father, thanks so much for this time of Sunday school um, that we can just come to learn more about you and about uh, um, the new birth. Uh, we ask that you be with us, that you would um, just be with me as I, I go through the lesson, that uh, um, we would just be receptive to everything that, uh, that you say in your word. And, and uh, yeah, Father, just uh, stir in us just a, a passion for you that we may love you more, Father. So be with us and be with those practicing <laughs> worship um, and just be with all of today uh, as we worship you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. <clears throat> all right, guys. You guys all have a handout? Yeah. <laughs> Sit down. Get your pens ready. All right. Um... Nathan, do you think, I know it's kind of a long passage, but uh, do you think you could read um, John 3, 1 to 10 for us? There is a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, and no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, true, true, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, You must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound. But you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to them, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Cool, thank you. Alright, so uh, today we're talking about, um, today and next week we're talking about the new birth. So this is the first part. We're, we're going to have three uh, main points today, um, which is uh, what is the new birth? Um, why must we be born again, and how does the new birth come about? Um, and then next week we'll talk about um, the effects of the new birth and how we can uh, share the new birth with others. All right, so um, so Nathan just read John three one to ten, um, and so the the first sub point is the new birth is not getting new religion, uh, but it's getting new life, right? So we see in this passage that um, uh, Nicodemus, a Pharisee, right? He's he's a, a Pharisee. The Pharisees were very religious. Um, they were they did you know like they followed the law like very rigorously. Um, they memorized the OT, um, and so they knew the uh, the scriptures in and out. Um, yet he comes to uh, Jesus and 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 he asked, um, and Jesus says, "You have to be born again." Uh, so, so it's it's very clear in this passage that um, that being born again is not just about religion, um, but that it's about new life. It's about being born again, um, and so we see that in uh, verse three and five, where Jesus says, "Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God." Um, so yeah, you could be like super religious. You can be, um, you go to church all your life. And still not be born again. Um, 
And the Pharisees are, are a great example of, of how that comes about, you know. Um, they're just all about outward, uh, uh, just outward activity. Okay, so um, point two is the new birth is not merely affirming the supernatural in Jesus, but experiencing the supernatural in yourself. So we see that Nicodemus here um, in verse, uh, I think it's in verse two, uh, that he was he acknowledges that um, that Jesus is uh, from God, right? He does all these signs um, and miracles, and so he knows that Jesus is um, that God is with Jesus, um, and so we can so so it is with us. We can see uh, and acknowledge that Jesus is a great man, that that Jesus was legit, and yet still not be born again. We can so we can. Um, uh, yeah, we can say all these things. We can have religion. We can admit that Christianity is legit um, and still just be dead inside. And so we need to be, we need to experience the, the new birth just uh, within ourselves. And we'll talk about how that comes about um, just as we go through the lesson. Let's see. So yeah, verse 6 and 8 uh, kind of shows you kind of how the new birth is supernatural. Um, verse 6 says, That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. So the spirit is the supernatural power that uh, 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 gives us that new birth. And we see in verse 8, The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear it sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. So it's just the, the, the inner workings of how the spirit just comes about and just uh, touches people's lives. Um, yeah, any questions so far on that? Okay, and then um, number three is the new birth is the creation of a human nature. And I put down this verse. Uh, Carolyn, can you read uh, Ezekiel 36? And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. Thanks. Yeah, so the new birth is um, a creation of a new life, a new spiritual nature. It's not just imitating spiritual life. Um, so if we take an example of like a dead body, right? Um, and we, a mortician, you know, like dresses up the dead body and kind of makes it look pretty uh, to make it look alive or just sleeping, you know, um, and I think um, um, that obviously is not enough to to uh, to uh, uh, just raise someone from the dead, right? So, so it's it's like that with us as well. Uh, when we say we're born again, uh, we're born again spiritually. It's not like we're just dressing up our our old spiritual, our old human nature, you know, uh, where we just pretty it up and and um, with religion or or uh, um, yeah, whatever it may be, but. We need this new human nature, this new creation within us. Um, Can you give us like a concrete example? I mean, that's a great illustration. Of, right. Uh, the difference between someone who's alive and yeah. dead versus someone who's actually dead but looks alive because they got, I don't know, mortician makeup on them, right? Right. Oh, so someone that's maybe alive? Well, so, well, so the difference between someone who's alive versus someone with a mortician makeup on that looks alive? Mm. Well, 
So it would be, uh, I, we'll talk about that. I mean, it, we'll touch on that as we go through the lesson. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, um, um, we could use the example of how uh, Jesus raises Lazarus. Like he's dead and, and, and how when Jesus called him, then um, yeah, he came alive. So I mean, it's, it's, it's spiritually, um, practically for us. Um, it, we'll talk about that as we go through how the new birth comes about. And so, so that'll be talked about in the third point. Um, so here are a couple of uh, other verses uh, about how um, our old nature is dead, and when we're born again, we have this new nature. We have this new. We have to put off our old self, right? Uh, so, um, so we're not going to go through it, but uh, I put down the, a few verses down here uh, that you can look up on your own. So, yeah, any any questions about what the new birth is? So this is basically referring to salvation. The new birth is uh, regeneration. How God calls us, um, how we come about, how we come to see uh, this new birth within us. So it's the mechanism of salvation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get through that. So, so it's more of the inner workings of, of how it comes about. Uh, <clears throat> All right. So point two is uh, why why must we be born again? Uh, Sammy, can you read? Uh, Ephesians 2 for us. I know it's pretty long, sorry. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of the world. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love in which he had loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of work, so that no one may boast. But we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared before him, that we should walk in them. Cool, thank you. Yeah, so we have two points on the hair. The first one is, we need this new birth given to us by God, um, because we are spiritually dead and hardened to the things of God. Um, so verses 5 and 8 uh, talks a little about how uh, um, God makes us alive. Um, that it's not the result of works, so that no one would boast, but it is the gift of God, right? Uh, and it is not our own doing, right? So God gives us this new birth. It's not like we can will our own salvation. Um, and we know this because um, just in the, uh, a bunch of verses, we see that we are just very spiritually dead within, within us. So we're, we're, ourselves, we're unable to love and desire God from our own will. It's God calls us and we respond. Um, and so we see that in uh, some of these verses here. I'll just, uh, I don't know if we have time to read them all. I think but that's the key, right? Yeah. The difference between life and death mm. is love of God. Right, right. And then... Um, yeah. Going back to that the mortician illustration, mm-hmm. you can look like you're alive. Right? Like, how do you know you love God? Yeah. If you give to the poor, right? If you help the poor. But two people could be helping the poor. Yeah. And it looks like they're loving, both loving God, 
but one's dead and one's alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really good. Um, so yeah, I'll just uh, read. Let me see. Uh, I won't read any of the passages, but basically, we know we're we're uh, just our our just nature is really um, hardened and very dead, and we're we're resistant to the things of God, right? Um, uh, we're unable to come to Christ without him. We're slaves to sin, right? Uh, Romans six seventeen. Um, no good thing dwells in us. Romans seven eighteen, and we're slaves to Satan and sin, right? Um, so so we just see throughout Scripture that it's not us that uh, is able to to love God, right? God um, initiates, and then uh, but we'll see in, in a moment how what practically we can do on our end, even though it's all God, right? Um, so yeah, the second point is uh, this is kind of obvious, right? Without the new birth, we're not saved. We won't have saving faith. Uh, we won't be justified. We won't be made children of God. Um, and the point that uh, that really uh, hit me was that we will not have eternal joy in fellowship with God, right? So as Christians, that's what we long for, right? We long for the future glory in Christ. We we long to uh, be with Christ for eternity. Um, and without the new birth, we don't long for that, obviously, right? We don't. Uh, we don't care for things of uh, we don't care for things of God and of heaven, right? Um, so yeah, uh, going back to John three, three, three. We won't if we're not born again. We won't see the kingdom of God. We won't experience this eternal joy in God. Um, so yeah, um, we must be born again not only because we're dead, but because. We're going to miss out on all these things if we're not born again. Right. So, so, yeah. All right, let's go to the last number, uh, the main point number three is how does the new birth come about? Um, first one is through God ransoming us by the blood of Jesus, raising Jesus, and then calling us to imperishable life. And fellowship with him. Um, so we'll go through uh, a couple of these verses. Um, so he ransomed us by the blood of Jesus. Uh, Meredith, can you read the uh, first Peter one, the first one? Knowing that you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, that like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. Thank you. Uh, Kay, can you read First uh, Peter 1, 3 to 4? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. Cool, thank you. And uh, Wesley, can you read First Peter 2? Uh, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's just really, um, I think just from, from from just personally, like understanding that that uh, the new birth is from God and it's not us. It's not something that we can attain on our, our own. It's a little bit unsettling, right? He kind of calls us, so, um, and he elects us, right? He doesn't... Um, uh, not everyone is saved, obviously, and I think um, a lot of people think they're they can just um, 
they're able to the maybe future in the future down the road they can just say oh, I'll have Jesus now, um, and that's not how it works. It's like God, but God is the one that really stirs up our heart uh, to to give us this new birth to regenerate us. Um, so I think it's 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 pretty scary that uh, um, it's not by our our own will that we are able to to save us save ourselves come to uh, faith. Um, so yeah, it's by faith alone that we. Um, attain this new birth, uh, not our work so that we don't boast, right? Ephesians 2.9. Um, and even at our best, our righteousness is oh, unable to bring salvation to us. Um, yeah. So any questions uh, so far with that? Okay. So we'll go to... Number two is... Um, we get this new birth through faith in Jesus. Um, I'll just read. Uh, Yvonne, can you read uh, Acts 16 for us? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and all who were in his house. Thanks. And Rachel, can you read that one? So to all who did receive and believe in his name, he gave the right to become become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Yeah. So we see in just the, the previous point that God is the one that does all the driving work. Um, but on a practical level, what do we do? We, um, points two and three is we hear the word. We hear, um, we, we read scripture, we, uh, we study um uh, the word of God, and then we put our faith in Jesus, right? And that's how the new, new birth comes about. Um, um, yeah, yeah. Any questions on, on that? Yeah, so I think, um, I think a lot of times, like, uh, we, we, we just think salvation is just very easily attainable. We think we have it. I think uh, a lot of times uh, people um, mistake the new birth with just a decision they made in the past. Um, so they, they're probably sincere in their decision um, with with following Jesus. Like, oh, I, I want to put my faith in Jesus. I want to love Jesus. Yet their life shows nothing for it. And so they yet they look back to the point and they say that they were sincere in their faith um, at that moment in that decision. But at the same time, um, their life shows nothing for it, right? So I think it's obviously obvious that, and I, and I, per, I personally know a lot of friends that have gone through that. Um, and so it's obvious that it's not us willing our own salvation, it's God kind of calling us and and um, and really stirring our hearts to love Him. Um, and so, um, so Philippians two, right? We need to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Um, and and how you do that is. For, um, for me personally, like just reading through um, through the Bible, like it's really grounded my faith um, and really got gotten me to understand like just the little knickknacks of how um, salvation kind of comes about. It's it's not the more I study salvation, the more it's complicated to me in a sense. It's not complicated, but it is. You know, it's one of those things where there's so much that goes um, um, that goes with salvation. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's like super important just to 
we receive this faith by hearing the gospel and reading his word, right? These are, these are two very key things that uh, we need to do and, and really uh, figure out um, whether we have this new birth or whether we're w- working towards that new birth. Um, so, so do you think, especially in American culture, we make yeah. it so easy, it seems like, to be saved. Like, we make it like Billy Graham. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just believe sincerely at this point, and then you're saved. And like you said, a lot of people... They were sincere at that point, but their life had nothing to show for it. Right. And then a lot of them, if they're genuine with themselves, they would go back to that point and question whether they were really saved or mm-hmm. not. You know, but um, so I just, I think I'm just pointing out, like, do we, like in our own lives, should we go back to the point where we were saved and say, and say um, you know, are we... <laughs> Are we really saved? Is it just that simple decision made? Or is it something that is like such a, it's more of a drawn out process where, you know, you accept at a certain point in your life and then you kind of work out and kind of try to really understand how you believe and, you know, you know what I mean? Like, um, how does that, how does, how does that work? Because I know some people, they could really pinpoint that one turning point, you know? But for a lot of us, it seems like it's a really drawn out salvation right. process, you know. Like, um, yeah. I guess. I guess. I just. My question is like, um, how do you really know for yourselves? And and is it always that single point of salvation versus like a long process of right. salvation? Um. Well, I, I guess the best way to answer that is just kind of use my own personal experience. Is. Um, you know, kind of growing up in this this Christian, uh, in a Christian family and in church, um, I didn't really understand a lot of the the things that went behind. You know, I just took everything, um, just not not seriously. Um, it wasn't until I read uh, read read through the New Testament for myself that I was like, wow, it really blew me away, and I, I really began to kind of question my faith. Um, and so, but but just by reading through the gospel, just by meditating, by praying, it just really grounded me um, in within my faith. Um, so so you ask like how how can you be sure of your salvation? <laughs> Read the Bible. <laughs> it's it's kind of a kind of a um, cliche answer, but you know like seriously like there's so much in here that will that'll help you really just work out your salvation. You know that to to make sure that you are um, are a child of God. I think a lot of people have doubts, um, and their you know their faith might be a little rocky. Uh, there are times, there are definitely things that kind of uh, red flags that kind of point you to that to show you that you might not be in the faith. Um, but but again, uh, it, every everything's in in the in the Bible that will help you kind of kind of iron that out, you know. Because yeah, I know some people they're like not really sure, and then like a few years later they would get saved again kind of thing, you know where they're like, like baptized, sure, let me, baptized uh, three more times let me, uh, <laughs> yeah let me make sure I uh, yeah. give and, my life over to Jesus again. and that's why I appreciate uh, uh, the preaching and teaching here and how Michael always preaches the gospel right it's the gospel that that brings us to salvation um, and I think a lot of times we just kind of take that for granted and, and just think like ah oh, the gospel again but man the gospel is the very focal point of the new birth it is why Without without the gospel, without Christ dying, and and uh, um, without us becoming righteous, we have nothing. So our 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 whole salvation, all of eternity, uh, banks on the gospel. Um, 
And so I think also it's, it's hard for us um, to, uh, to praise God for the life that he gives us, for the salvation he gives us. Um, sometimes we, we, you know, we just go through a lot of dead points in life, uh, in, our, in our faith. Um, maybe because we don't see these, like, these physical and tangible uh, riches, right? Um, and so, again, it's like we're too short-sighted. We, we don't have this cosmic view, this, this uh, l- larger picture view of, of how of what we have, what God has given to us right in eternity. We're just here for the moment. And I think, I think so a lot of times, um, um, yeah, we're just un- uncertain of our new birth. So I think it's super important to just to read the Bible to really understand uh, our future glory um, and what we have in, in Jesus. Um, so yeah, I guess we can... Can I, uh, yeah. can I add to that? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I think, Sam, you're asking, like, how do you know you're alive? Mm. Right. I, uh, you would think that's an obvious question, right? <clears throat> How do you know alive? I'm alive. <laughs> I'm dead. But the funny thing is, um, there's a deception to death, right? So you think you're alive, but you're really dead. And I, so I think the answer is you can't look at your externals, mm. because dead people and alive people can look awfully the same. And that's why I really like that illustration, right? The mortician can dress up a dead body. So that you can't look at things like, uh, I pray. Yeah. Or uh, you can't even look at, I read the Bible. Right? Because you could be doing these things for reasons other than being alive. Right? And so the question is, the real question is not, am I doing these uh, externals? Of course, if you don't have externals, you're definitely dead. Mm. Right? <clears throat> um, but, um, so if you don't even worship God on Sundays, then you're dead. Um, but then you can still come to church. So, the question is, do you have the affections? Do you yeah. love God? Yeah. Right? Mm. And uh, even that can be a little bit trickier. How do you know you're really loving God and you're not just doing it for others? Jesus gives us all kinds of tests. And I, I was recently reading the Sermon on the Mount, and one test he gives us is prayer. He says, do you pray only when other people are watching and you never pray in private and in mm. secret? Then that means all of your prayers is only for show. You're only doing it to look good in front mm. of people. You're only look, doing it to look respectable. Or are you doing it so that uh, your prayers, nobody else knows what you're doing. Nobody can see. And so I think a lot of it is like, uh, when nobody's looking, do you still do it? I mean, that's a good test. Yeah. So, or do you only do stuff? Right, right. So it's heart transformation, right? Yeah. It's, uh, it's really, what are your motives and your heart behind why you come to church? Uh, why you uh, go to small groups, you know? Um, it's really, um, yeah, like longing and, and desiring God, right? It's, if you're just doing these things just be, just to do them, and you don't have this like true desire for God, then that's that's a, a, a big red flag for for you to kind of check yourself and and just really get back to the basics. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think the more we understand the gospel, the more we understand the riches that God gives us um, in Jesus, um, and all the the future glory we have to look forward to. That should just move us, right, to gratitude, to praise of God. Um, so the gospel, the gospel, right? Um, it's uh, it's what makes us alive. It's what if we if we do, if we take the gospel lightly and we just be like, oh, the gospel again, then then uh, then yeah, <laughs> you need more of the gospel, basically. <laughs> yeah. You guys have any questions? Um, next week we're going to talk about um, effects of the. The new birth. And I think it's a it's really good 
that we talk about the effects of the new birth because it shows us we don't do we don't do uh, we don't serve again we don't serve just to serve it's our heart and our motivations behind it um, the effects of the new birth drive the love of God drives us to do all these things so it's kind of like an outpour an overflow of our love for God that we just uh, willingly want to serve Him and 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 reach out to others. Um, I had one thought, you know, yeah. just while you were talking about birth. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that Jesus uses that metaphor of yeah. birth. You know, recently Christine and I experienced <clears throat> birth, yeah. right? And just witnessing it, I realized you can never give birth to someone without pain and, I'm sorry, Rachel, mm-hmm. without pain and sacrifice and suffering. Um, and I think even in the metaphor, God is telling us the gospel, Yeah. right? Yeah. He gave birth to us. Um, and in a sense... Uh, God is saying, I experienced the birth pains to give mm. you life. And uh, that's the cross, right? That's yeah. the sacrifice you endured. And, uh, I think that's that's pretty amazing. Yeah. At least for me, watching Christina go through it, not that I would know anything. <laughs> <laughs> you, you see the effects. You <laughs> see the tears. <laughs> yeah. um, I think it's also interesting, like what you're saying. Um, we're alive, and yet we cultivate that life, right? We want to become more alive. Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah, yeah, so, so, yeah, also for me, like, I just had, in the past, I just had a lot of doubt, you know, like, I always thought, like, okay, justification by faith alone, so, okay, I made that decision a while ago, so I think I'm good, you know, so you got to be very careful um, about that. You Again, you can believe in the sincerity of the decision um, and not really have this heart transformation, so... um, Sure. Yeah, and yeah, I, I think also for me, I, I was, uh, um, you know, ashamed to come to the fact that uh, I might not have been saved. So, so for me to work that out really just just flushed everything out, and I was like, oh man, it's, it's so much more. So, um, so yeah. Cool. You guys good? Uh, all right. Let's pray. So, Father, thanks so much for. Um, uh, this lesson on new birth, Father, we ask that uh, you continually ground us in the gospel, um, that uh, we would appreciate and pray, praise you for what you've given to us as Christians, um, that we would not take it lightly, um, that we have so much more um, to look forward to um, um, in our life to come, Father. Uh, so we ask that you continue to stir our hearts uh, to a greater love for you just by learning all these things. Um, and we ask that uh, uh, you just bless this day um, that we can come together just to worship you, uh, be with Michael as he preaches. And uh, just thank you so much for just everything, for fellowship, for family, for friends, um, just for life. Um, all the little joys that you've given to us in our life, Father. It's just glimpses of what's to come and, and just shadows of um, um, this glory that we have uh, to look forward to. So we thank you for this time, Father. In your son's name we pray. Amen.